Considering the subject matter of Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk, the hosts recommend using discretion when allowing anyone under the age of 17 to listen. This program is specifically designed to be listened to by adults and therefore may be unsuitable for children under the age of 17. This program may contain one or more of the following, crude indecent language, graphically described violence, sensitive subject matter including controversial topics, conspiracies, religion, the occult, and death. Listener discretion is advised. On this episode of Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk, Psychogenic Paranormal Phenomena, Rick brings you the Lord Crew Arms Hotel on Ghost Watch, Stephen talks the Battermainhof effect and frequency illusion. The hosts discuss what being disabled in the paranormal means and asks the question, what does the truth mean to you? All of that and so much more, right now on Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk. All right. And welcome to episode 24 of the Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk. We are your hosts. I am a paranormal author uh, and ghost hunter Rick Hale. And sitting across from me, a thousand miles away, is the Prince of Darkness himself, Stephen David Lancaster. Yes. Paranormal author and ghost hunter as well as filmmaker. Hey, Stephen, how are you? I am fantastic. I'm glad to be back. And, you know, before we jump in, let's go ahead and uh, throw these announcements out there for people. Obviously, okay. you guys have probably figured out by now we are strictly podcast. We are, are gaining a, a very wide audience really fast. Um, we've got a new Facebook page, facebook.com slash welcome to the initiative. So please join us there because our podcast may be coming soon to the actual Facebook page. You guys, um, you can go to ShadowInitiativeTV.com. Our podcast is there. You can go to Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Music, um, Amazon Music. I mean, it's pretty much available. I mean, it's easy to get, you know. Um, with that being said, Rick and I would like to extend, um, you know, we, we would like you guys to talk to us. Please, whatever outlet you're listening to us on, whether it be Amazon Music, Apple, whatever, please review us. You know, yeah, us, let us know us, what you yeah, think. Give us that star rating. Give us a review. And, and, and remember, you guys can always contact us through Facebook. You can contact us through the website if there's a certain topic you want us to talk about. Or if you want to give your opinion on something we did talk about. And we can bring that up on the show or possibly even bring you on the show. You know, so... Yeah, you know, we, now, we, de we definitely want to hear people's true haunting stories. That's one yes. of the things we want to hear. Yes, and I mean, this show is all about you guys. It's all about education. Yes, we have fun. And, and because, you know, who wants to listen to a stale old fucking podcast? Yes, we're anti the paranormal TV and we're going to stick... We're, we're just... We are never going to change. We're trying to remold what the paranormal community should be. Um, it used to be. And we're glad that you are a part of our initiative. So, with that being said, Rick, 
what? Yes. What, what are we at? Episode 24. Episode 24. Can you believe it? So what do we have in store for 24? Okay, so today we're going to be talking about a wide variety of topics. Um, one of the topics we're going to be talking about is disability in the paranormal. Uh, because it's, it's important that people who are disabled, that they know that they have a place involved. Sure. And yeah, you know, to, to be involved in this, either, you know, doing actual investigations themselves or case managing or even just research and going over um, evidence. Everybody has a place in this. Um, today in Ghost Watch, I'm going to be talking about the Lord Crew Arms Hotel in Blanchland, United Kingdom. So that is a very, very haunted hotel that is anybody can go and stay at. And uh, that's pretty much what I got. What do you got, Steve? I, oh, ah, uh, yes. There's, ooh, ah. Yeah. There's oohs and ahs, and maybe ah. eventually everybody will be screaming. That's uh, <laughs> Jurassic Park, Je Jeff Goldblum's character. Oh, that's how it starts. It starts with the oohs and ahs, and then everybody's screaming. Anyway, I can't really extremely uh, goth Dr. Malcolm. Yes, Dr. Malcolm, who's going to be actually the entire original cast is going to be in the new Jurassic World, man. I am super excited about that. Oh, Chris Pratt's not going to be in it. Oh, he's going to be in it. But it, it's oh, okay. it, it's bringing I back be watching uh, um, the, the, the original ones, which is awesome. Nice. You know, I like that because I really I really liked uh Oh man, his name escapes me now. Sam O'Neill is that his name? Sam O'Neill. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I really liked his character. He kind of had that Indiana Jones quality to him, which you know mm -hmm. I'm a huge fan of. So, um, with that being said, I've got some killer things we're going to talk about today. Um, I, okay. I want to start out with your your the, the the topic of the disability stuff in the paranormal, but I'm also going to be talking about some things I don't think people really think about. Like, today, you and me are going to have a discussion on what does the truth actually mean. Okay, so I'm just going to kind of leave it at that. What does the truth actually mean? I see you. I see that you. Is some, that is some heavy philosophy yes. right there. Okay, so we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about some things you may not have heard of and some things that you're probably unaware that I've been working on for 20 years. And, I, and something hit me yesterday to where I thought, you know what, I'm going to start talking about this on the show because there is no other person I'd rather bounce this off of. But we're going to be talking about the Botter-Meinhof effect. Have you ever heard of this? Uh, no, I have okay, not. Okay, great. This is so, going to be new to me. Great. Y you have heard of it, but you probably never heard the actual name of it. It's the Botter-Meinhof effect. And we're Probably. also going to be talking about something I've been working on for 20 years. Eventually, it will be a book. Psychogenic Paranormal Phenomena. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen at, at home, you can't see Rick's face, but he's thinking, damn, son. Mm. You busted so out some, some psychogenetic uh, phenomena. We have got some heavy philosophy in today's show. People are going to dig it. Oh, they are going to dig it. And, you know, we're, we're, we're only six minutes in, Rick, so you, you just want to start rolling with this? Um, yeah, absolutely. 
So um, a few years ago on Facebook, there was this uh, there was a company, and I liked it. And what they did was is they would send um, boxes or kits to people where they could be involved with a, um, a paranormal investigation. They could go over evidence. They can you know give their own personal uh, opinion on things. It was but basically it was like one of those geek boxes that you could that you used to be able to get. I'm, you know, Stephen. That's right up your alley, you know, being a huge geek and all. Right. But um, see, but what I really liked about this is that this gives people a chance who are disabled. You know, people who um, they're in their wheelchairs, or they're um, hearing impaired or sight impaired, or as in my case, I'm an amputee, and I'm missing my left leg. I walk with a prosthetic. But the thing that I liked about it the most is is that when it comes to the paranormal, Stephen, and I know that you will agree, this affects every single person on the planet. Correct. You know, one way or another. Um, everybody, just about everybody has a ghost story, even if they claim to be the greatest skeptic that's ever walked the face of the earth. They still have something in their life that happened to them that are strange. And you see all these television shows where you see, you know, they're, they're walking around for hours and hours on end in places that can be dangerous and they're very able-bodied people but there are people out there who aren't so able-bodied and they deserve to have a place in this as well in the paranormal field um steven what are your thoughts on that you know it's it's interesting you know when you brought this up to me last week um i had never really thought about it i, I didn't mm-hmm. really realize i, I guess because I'm not really, I, I don't know how to say it. I'm not part of that community, maybe. Right. I, I don't know. I just don't hear these things, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more involved in the cancer community, you know, and, and, and the long schlong community and stuff like that. But right. um, <laughs> I, I never considered that. I never thought, well, why wouldn't you? Like, like, yeah. I know you're you're an amputee. You know what I mean. I, mm-hmm. I I know your situation, and it never occurred to me like, well, he shouldn't be investigating the paranormal. Then, you know, it, that just didn't even cross my mind. Now, now you have me thinking about it. Right now, without, I mean, there's no argument. There, there's, there's going to be a place for you, depending mm-hmm. on your disability. And, and there are going to be limitations and, and right. things that should be considered. Like, the first thing I thought of is if, if, you, if, if you're on crutches, let's say, or, or, or you mm-hmm. use a walker, okay, mm-hmm. this is obviously going to hinder certain aspects of a paranormal right. investigation. So maybe you're better right. off sitting behind the monitors monitoring surveillance or, or being placed in a room. You know what I'm saying? There's just, it doesn't mean you can't do it. You just, mm-hmm. you're not going to be hobbling around uh, an entire house. And if it's potentially dangerous, which we know is very, very, very rare, you know, you've got to consider that right. stuff too. You know, if you're, if you're wheelchair bound, you know, is that a case you really should take? You know, there's certain limitations to it, but there is a place for everybody. There is something to do. There's there's a job for, especially if you operate a group. And, right. and if there if if this is a thing out there, 
where people are saying, hey, if you're disabled, you can't paranormal investigate. I'm starting a well, new I'm starting a new fucking campaign because that's fucking bullshit. Well, here's the thing. I've never actually heard anybody say this, but at the same time, I think that you have a lot of disabled people. You know, people who are wheelchair bound or you know, say somebody who is blind or or hearing impaired. They may think that they can't do this. But mm-hmm. but here's the thing, and it's it's very true. Say you lose your sight. Mm-hmm. Okay, people lose their sight all the time through accident or through diabetes or some kind of illness. But it is true that when you lose a sense, another one is heightened. So if you're blind, you and your sense of hearing is heightened, you may be perfect for listening to EVPs. You may be able to pick up your your hearing may be more enhanced, and you're able to pick up things that a person with uh, hearing couldn't pick up because you're more sensitive to that. I agree. You you but actually. Just, Go ahead. Go ahead, Rick. No, go ahead. I was just going to say you took the words right out of my mouth. You know, when you when you brought this up to me, I immediately thought a daredevil immediately thought a daredevil Mm -hmm. because people with disabilities, their body compensates in other ways, overcompensates in other ways. Right. So you may possibly be bringing an attribute to an investigation that everybody else doesn't have. You know, Mm -hmm. like the example you just used with with heightened hearing, you know, being blind. You know, you you have a a disability. My wife Mm -hmm. is is on this. She's she's disabled. She's got a heart condition that that is considered a disability. She's an investigator. Okay. Okay? I have a disability. I have been an investigator for over 20 years. You know, you longer than that. So, you know, I have always felt... That it gives you an advantage, not a disadvantage. Well, you know what the you know what the advantage is because sometimes I'll have people ask, "Have you ever run from a ghost?" And it's like, "No, because I can't run. <laughs> I never learned how to run in a prosthetic leg." So it's like you have to you got to stand your ground, man. You know, you gotta just you gotta face that thing, unless there's like a one thousand pound. Um, Sasquatch coming at you, he's going to rip your head off. So, you know, hey, potato. Look, potato. man, look, man. Well, it's like I told you, I, if I was wheelchair bound, I would mm-hmm. use that to my advantage. And that wheelchair would be the ultimate paranormal investigation rig. There would be cameras oh. northwest, east, south. There would be up boom mics up. You know what I mean? I, I would have that th- a laptop sitting there. I, I would have it just rigged up. And you know, you'd have that baby pimped out. Oh eh? yeah, Maybe man! Put some spoilers and flames on it too. It would be Batman's version of a wheelchair. It really would. Nice. You know, and, and in I your like case, in your case, maybe your prosthetic leg you should rig up with a Healy. That way, if you do got to get out of there, man, you can just oh. skate on out, dude. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think personally, I'm just going to stand my ground. But yeah, you know, it's like this isn't really something that many people really think of and i know that there is another amputee in the paranormal field and he's very active his name's mike couch and he's actually been on television and worked with um uh the new ghost hunters television show with with grant he's been on there on that show once or twice so it's like we just need more representation of disabled people on you know even on television or in the field um 
because we're out there and you know we have we do have a place in all of this yes absolutely you know i've always said you know we we use the term sensitive and uh you know spiritual magnetism and stuff like that mm-hmm. i throw out there a lot i uh, you know i'm colorblind I oh okay i don't know if you knew that and it, i did and, not know that and it blows people's minds not not to pat myself on a on on the back, but how great of a graphic artist I am, and okay. and people who know that that I'm colorblind, they're like, how the fuck do you design shit so well? How do you put video together so well and you're fucking colorblind? Mm-hmm. Well, I what I did, you're probably familiar enough with Photoshop or 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 color codes. Yes, you know, like six Fs equals this color six zeros equals this color f6 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 you know what i'm saying so what i did through college is just learn what those color codes were supposed to be like this very cool this color codes is supposed to be red this color code is supposed so when somebody would ask me to do a graphic for them and they say hey i want these colors used i'm just going by color code i do not see my artwork and my videos the way everybody else does Okay. Which is really interesting. And I've always felt that that was an attribute in the paranormal field. I'm not seeing things like you do. Because there's some people that that they they see something and, and it seems like they're always connected. They always see something, but nobody else does. Does that mean they're making it up or does that mean they're losing their mind? You know, not necessarily. Right. You know, maybe. Yeah, and I would think. No, go ahead. Sorry. Now, I was just going to say, maybe it's just that disability is giving them an attribute that nobody else has. Sure. I would think with colorblind, too, that you could – that you get, like, these pictures of ghosts, and they, they, they sort of meld into the color of something. I would imagine not being able to see that color, that that image would be able to stand out a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Am I correct? Oh, yeah. Like, my, my night vision, dude – is mm-hmm. is probably like it should be studied. <laughs> it should be studied. <laughs> it it is uncanny to people, man, because I can walk into a pitch. I mean, I'm talking pitch black, as black mm-hmm. as black gets, man, and I I can maneuver through it. I can see. Now, now yeah. it's not like daylight visibility, but I can see, and I I don't know why. You know, right. and I think it has to do with with I, I have another eye issue in my left eye, my oculus sinister, as it's called, <laughs> um, where, you know, when you when you see things, you're supposed your eyes are supposed to see things on a level plane. Mm-hmm. Well, my left eye is up like this. OK, so I oh. view things at a, in a completely different perception than everybody else. Which is okay. Which is interesting. So, with that being said, Rick. Well, hold on one second. Oh, there's, 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 there's more. Wanna, Wait, there's more. Yeah, there's let's, more. There's more. Let's talk about safety, though, because yes. you do need to be safe. Even if you are an able-bodied person, you should still be safe. Just make sure that if you're going to go out there, either you're disabled or you're able-bodied, always be safe and never trespass. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's like I alluded to that. earlier. Know your limitations. If you're right. on crutches, you don't need to be going up and down flights of steps in a dark, abandoned hospital. 
Mm-hmm. That's just common sense, people. That's not being insulting to you because you're on crutches. That's just safety, man. Right. You know? Absolutely. So, All right. Are you done now? I'm done now. <laughs> All right, guys. We're yes. going to take our first break. You're hanging out with Stephen and Rick here on Shadow Initiative. Paranormal Talk. The greatest podcast you have yet to realize is the greatest podcast. We will be right back. Are you a fan of Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk? Leave the hosts a review and your thoughts on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Music, Ghana, Jayasab, or wherever you enjoy the show. We now return to Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with your hosts Rick Hale and Stephen Lancaster. Welcome back, my friends, to the Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk podcast with ghost hunter and author Rick Hale and another ghost hunter and author, Stephen Lancaster. And again, despite the, the similarities, we're not related. So, no. yeah, but, you know, it'd be cool if we were. I'd be like the greatest brother you ever had, man. You know, you know for, for all we know, we could have like a common ancestor. You never know. You know. Now, you know, Rick would be that guy at all these like family gatherings. I'm really sorry about him. He's, there's just something wrong with him. He'd be the one always apologizing for me. <laughs> but, you know, Rick, before we even get to this next topic, I have to okay. do an interview. Um, oh. Oh, my God. I am not. I have to do it. I'm contractually obligated. Contractually what, obligated. Yes. What pisses okay. me off is I... You know, they, they could have fucking asked me, are you going to be okay with this before committing me to it? All right. So I get an email from my publisher because okay. I'm, I'm still under contract with the Norman 2 book. I told you I've, I've taken all my other books back, and I'm trying to get Norman 2 back. So being okay. that, I, I have to appear a certain amount of times on certain shows like Coast to Coast AM and, and other things um, so many times a year. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing I have to do is my publisher holds these Q&As. Now, this is probably going to be the greatest fucking Q&A ever okay. because of who I'm paired with. So this Q&A will be done live on October 22nd. Okay. And they have paired me because he has just become a published author with my publisher. Okay. Mm-hmm. He, he's about to release a book through my publisher. And it is that God, I can't even remember his name. You, you mention him often. Um, his name sounds like Gandalf shoving stuff or something. What's his fucking name? Gandalf shoving stuff. Hold on. Let me look at the damn email. I, I will just go to the email because I know you know who this guy is. You brought him up like a couple podcasts back. Let me let me find it here. And I'm like, what? So this is there it is. This is going to be rather interesting. Um, it's a 30 minute roundtable Q and A discussion about ghost hunting and the paranormal. Okay. And the guy. I am paired with is Mustafa. 
Oh, Mustafa Gadalori. Yes. From Ghost Hunters. Yeah. Yes. So I'm paired with a TV guy, Rick. That and we will okay. both be, we will both be answering the same questions in our own way. Okay. <laughs> and I've already received a warning to not act like I do on our show. So, 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 so they're listening to our show. They know how we are. Yes. Nice. Okay. <laughs> I'm not look. I mean, part of me is looking for forward to it, but the other part of me is like, I'm going to make this guy look like a fucking dumb asshole. Not, not is, intentionally. Stephen, be nice. He's an actor. Remember? I, I know. That's the thing, and it's I can't lie. You know, when he says something stupid about a K2 meter or some shit, you know, I'm going to be like, uh, Gandalf, that's not how it rolls, you know? Right. Hang on one second. I, uh, that was really weird. Um, all of a sudden my, um, I'm, I'm on a MacBook, so it's like the Safari all of a sudden kicked on. Oh, um, yeah. So, so he is now a published author with my, and who are you with it? Yeah, Llewellyn, right? Llewellyn, yes, sir. Dude, I tried so hard so many times to get in with Llewellyn. I tried I to get I, you in with Llewellyn. I know you did, I know. But you know what? I'm happy with the publisher that I have because Mandy Collins of uh, Bayou Lathris, she's awesome. But, yeah, I mean, good luck. Just, dude, try to be nice, man. Hey, you know, try to be nice. these uh, roundtable discussions that they do, in October, man, get thousands and thousands and thousands of live views. So right. that's going to bring some peeps our way. Okay. Yeah. Um, is this going to be broadcast on the internet? Or, oh, yeah. Uh, it, yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. Send yeah. me a link. Man. I, am, I, would, I am dying to see this. Oh, yeah. It, it'll be done through, um, most likely you'll be able to watch it through Llewellyn's Facebook page first off. Um, okay. They host, they host it on their website and all that too. But okay, so let's jump back uh, here. We're going to talk um, about Bader Meinhof effect. Okay. I, or I've or never heard of this. In layman's terms, frequency illusion. Okay. okay. This is uh, a, 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 it's a phenomena, like like for instance. Um, you were just talking about Gandalf, what's his face, the other day, right? Shovel stuff. Okay, so yes, I had true. never heard of the guy until you brought him mm-hmm. up. But now, all of a sudden, I have to do an interview with the motherfucker, okay? And I'm seeing his name everywhere. Now, we've okay. all experienced this Bader meinhof effect. 11-11 mm-hmm. is, is the best example to give you. My wife gets that okay. all the time. Always seeing 11s, 11, 11, okay? Yep. This is yep. where you hear or see something, you know, for the first time. Like mm-hmm. you've never heard of this ever. And then all of a sudden you're always seeing it or always hearing about it. Every right. human being has experienced that in, in, in some form or another. I honestly can't think of any time I've ever had that. To be really? perfectly honest with you, really, yeah, I, I really don't. I'm re- I really don't think that I've ever done that. The only, okay, see, now I'm convinced that our computers and smartphones listen to us. Oh, they do. There's no. That's okay. Truth. That is absolute truth. 
Yeah, that that is not a weirdo conspiracy theory because you, as you and as you know, I don't get into weirdo conspiracy theories. But it's like I could be talking about something, and then, boom, it shows up on like my Facebook feed or on the internet. Like I collect 1970s horror comic books, like you know, EC, um, DC's Ghosts, and stuff like that. I collect and I'm them. Yeah. the geek. You're the toy man. Um, That's right. But uh, yeah, so I. So I, I collected these vintage horror comic books, and I'll talk about it here. I'm, I'm, I can almost guarantee you talking about it here on the show. As soon as this thing gets put on all of the podcasting um, places, there's going. I, I will have things show up in my in my Facebook page and on the internet. Collect vintage horror comics. Oh yeah, that's, it happens that, every time. That's data mining. That's data mining. Yeah. That's a real thing where they just monitor your surfing habits and then they cater to what they think you want to see. Mm-hmm. That's nothing paranormal. Okay. But, you know, this does happen to a lot of people. You you hear about it all the time. Like, the, these coincidences. It's like you, you just hear uh, about the Vamanas, like we talked about last week, for say, you know. And then all of a sudden you start seeing shit about it everywhere. And there was probably okay. a lot of our listeners that had never heard of it before, you know? Right. So is this just coincidence? Is this just chance? Or is it just something that, you know, just happens because you now know it, so now it stands out to you? I think the, I think the, the, um, the universe is just a place of ordered chaos, man. And it's, it, it, it does that kind of stuff to us. Well, that that was fantastic. Okay, well, so no, but I'm just saying it's like it it it, it, it listened. It we're, we're a part of it, and it you know puts all that stuff out there. But yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just you know I was just gonna say because this this has happened to me a lot. You know, I'm not I don't get into the whole eleven eleven. It's aliens and right. you know blah blah blah, uh, but. This stuff, I, I've seen this stuff happen where I, I learned something for the first time and then all of a sudden over the course of the next few days, I start seeing it everywhere and I've never noticed it before. Okay. But I'm not going to call that paranormal. I think it just triggers something in your brain that you just now notice it. It was always yeah, there. Aware. Yeah, you, it was always there. You just now notice it. And when it comes to the eleven eleven phenomena, any mathematician will tell you that that the uh, the sequence of ones statistically is the most common you would see. Okay. You know, so there is a scientific explanation for that. Right. You know. But a lot of people believe there's there's the paranormal tied to it. So before we uh, go any further, let's take a quick break. Rick, you want to come back with your Ghost Watch for the week? Yeah, I'll come back with Ghost Watch. And then, Absolutely. And then after Ghost Watch, we're going to talk a deep, deep discussion about psychogenic paranormal phenomena. I'm putting this I baby on the map, Rick. I'm putting this baby on the map. I've been working 20 years on this damn book because I want to. Okay. Yeah, this this may be Nobel, Pulitzer, Pulitzer, a Pulitzer. It's, yeah, this is totally new to me, so I can't wait to hear this. It's coming my way. 
So, guys, stick around. When we come back, Rick Hale is taking us on another journey with Ghostwatch. So stick around. Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk is now available on iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and many more. To contact the hosts, visit www.shadowinitiativetv.com or email them at shadowinitiativetv at gmail.com. That's shadowinitiativetv at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We now return to Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with your hosts Rick Hale and Stephen Lancaster. Located in the Penines mountain range is the charming village of Blanchland, a small town formed from an ancient medieval abbey. Here can be found the Lord Crew Arms Hotel, a uniquely decorated and atmospheric hotel with a history of being haunted. The hotel, like the town, began its long history in 1165 as the Blanchland Abbey founded by the white canons of the pre-Monsterisian order. The hotel itself was originally built, built as the abbot's lodge, and the gardens served as the cloisters for the monks. The Blanchland Abbey saw four centuries of peace, prosperity, and devotion to the service of God and others. All that came to an end in 1539 when the abbey was dissolved by King Henry VIII. The monks fled to the moors and went into hiding. They feared if they were captured, they would be imprisoned or worse. The abbey sat empty for a time until it was purchased by the Radcliffe family and later by the Forsters of Bamberg in 1623. The Forsters converted the abbey into a manor house and into the town you see today. In 1708, Lord Nathaniel Crewe took over the town. It's from this time that the hotel gained its ghostly reputation. The Lord Crewe Arms' most notable ghost is Dorothy Forster. In 1715, her brother Tom became the commander of the Jacobite forces during the Jacobite uprising. Tom, who was ill-equipped to command anything, surrendered to government forces without even a fight. Tom was carted off to London and imprisoned in Newgate Prison to await trial for high treason, a trial that would certainly earn him the death penalty. Three days before his trial, Dorothy staged a daring jailbreak, rescuing her brother from certain death. When they returned to the Lord Crew Arms, Tom was hidden in a priest's hole behind the large fireplace. After a short time of hiding, Tom was smuggled into France, and Dorothy stayed in the Lord Crew Arms until she died. The apparition of Dorothy has been witnessed by both staff and guests in the Bamberg room. She is said to manifest by the side of the bed, imploring whomever is in the room to take a message to her brother in France. She desperately wants him to know that it's now safe to return home from his exile. Her apparition is said to vanish before anyone can give her an answer. In the 1990s, an American guest staying in the Radcliffe room was awakened in the middle of the night by a peculiar sight. A monk in white robe silently sat at the end of her bed. She reached out to touch the figure who was quite solid. When she drew her hand back, she watched in awe as the figure simply melted into the air. When she reported the incident, she reported that the unexpected visitor wasn't scary, but rather peaceful. The Lord Crew Arms Hotel in the charming village of Blanchland is a comfortable hotel with fully modern rooms while maintaining its medieval appeal. You can have a meal, 
or a few drinks as you relax in the former Abbott's crypt. This has been Ghostwatch, and I'm Raquel. Excellent, as always. Thank you. Yeah, definitely the the uh, the Lord Crew Arms is um, one of those places that is on the radar of every single ghost hunter, um, ghost hunters radar in the UK and some here in the United States. The problem is they don't really want that kind of thing going on in there. They want to focus on things like hospitality and um, you know showing their guests a good time in their hotel. Yeah, I know quite a few places like that that are legitimately like you're going in there and almost guaranteed to experience something, but the, mm-hmm. the property just doesn't want, they don't want to capitalize on it, which I have some respect for. Oh, absolutely. Because most businesses do, you know, but um, it's nice kind of sometimes, because there, there are places I am dying to get into to actually mm-hmm. legitimately investigate, and they just won't let you do it. Right. Yeah, and 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 that's in, and ever since the television shows, because a lot of the television shows like Ghost Hunters, for example, they really kind of focused a lot on um, public buildings along with doing private residences, and uh, there have there has been some really unfortunate side effects from all of that. You get people who go there alone just looking for ghosts, or you get people showing up at uh, or you get, you know so called ghost hunters showing up at people's homes staring in windows and stuff like that. So, you know, it it, it has caused somewhat of a um, a problem for some businesses and private homes. I agree. Well, with that being said, let, let's not jump to the psychogenic paranormal phenomena yet because that's going to take up a segment. What I do want to talk about is, Rick, what is the truth? Okay, everything that we hear about in the paranormal, mostly is about proving it, right? right. Proving I the hate paranormal. that word that people say prove. Okay. Oh, I hate that word. Okay, first off, here here are a series of questions for you. Okay. Who, and I'm not, when I say we, I'm not referring to you and me. Um, who are we trying to prove this to? Mm-hmm. Why are we trying to prove it? What does the truth mean to you? And does the paranormal need to be proven? Right. Yeah, that is. I think that that has those those questions have pretty much plagued um, organized paranormal investigation, parapsychology, psychical research, whatever you want to call it, since its very beginning. People are always like, "Well, we're searching for proof. We're searching for truth." I like to see it as more searching for knowledge rather than proof. See, it's like you get that a lot on the internet where people are like, I have proof that ghosts exist. And then it really falls short of that. And if you say that you have proof, be prepared to have people who are skeptics tear that proof apart. And they can find, you know, different ways of doing that. And they can, you know, find ways of kind of making you look like a jackass. Well, not even just skeptics, people in the paranormal field. There, there's a, a, a huge portion of them that are just so envious. You know, if, if somebody puts out something that is just phenomenal, they want to destroy it because it wasn't them. Right. You know, and I, I hate that competition, you know. Yeah, what, so do I. What scientific communities in competition with one another? None. You know, I think it's funny because it's like, People who talk 
and we've talked about it before. We talked about it last season. Para unity. People who 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 say para unity the most are usually the ones that cause the most um, shit. You know, right. with that with that kind of thing that you're saying with the with the comp, with the competition. So there there is a an end an end point to this segment here, but I want to ask you, Rick, what mm-hmm. does the truth mean to you? What does a fact mean to you? Who determines what determines that it is the truth? Kind of subjective, <laughs> you know. I mean, you can't. Well, Take, for example, the founding of our country, okay, the United States. A lot of people say that, well, the truth is that they were all Christians and they wanted to make this a, a Christian nation, okay? And then you have people on the other end of the spectrum who are like, no, 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 they didn't really care for Christianity, but they just called themselves that for lack of a better point. Now, I'm not trying to be political here, so if anybody is listening to this, please, I'm just using this as an example because truth to one person may be maybe entirely different to somebody else it's like the truth to me is ghosts exist i've seen them with my own eyes i've experienced them i've had ghosts touch me i to me that is the truth these things exist that there is life um after we shuffle off this mortal coil to me that's the truth to somebody else, that might not be the truth. So it's kind of hard to oh my god, it's kind of hard to uh, tell your truth to somebody else because their truth may be different than yours. It's like oh, it's it's so it's mind boggling when you think about it. And this is why I love you, Rick, because you went exactly. Ex- I should have put money on it. I I, I knew you were going to go that direction because there's this misconception that if science can't prove it. It's not mm-hmm. true. But but you right. have to step back and ask yourself, what is the definition of the truth? Okay, so you have millions of people who believe Jesus Christ existed, who believe in God. To them, mm-hmm. that is the truth. And that is neither, that's nothing science has proven or disproven. But it's the truth, and they they yeah. preach it as such. Okay, right. I think my wife is beautiful. That is the truth. That is the absolute truth. But to somebody else, she might not be. So, how does science prove that she is or isn't? It doesn't. It yeah, can't. It, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. Can't. I mean, it's. It, you, I mean, with with, some, with a question like this, you may as well ask also, what's the meaning of life? It can't be done. But you it said just can't it. be done. You said it. And you took the words right out of my mouth. I've seen ghosts. I've been touched by ghosts. I don't mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be proven to me for it to be true. Right. You know, so I it's the truth to me. Right. So I think a lot of people, whether you believe or not, if you don't believe in paranormal phenomena, then the truth to you is that that stuff doesn't exist. Right. You know, and and leave it at that. But the truth to me, the truth to Rick, is we know it does. Right. Because we've seen it. We witnessed it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so and I've been and and we both have been mocked by people who say that that kind of stuff can't possibly exist. Right. So there, there's no definitive force. There, there's no judge, jury, and executioner on what the definition of the truth is. Right. And I do believe that the only way that you are going to find out things like the meaning of the life, uh, meaning of life, and the truth is the day that you die and move on. You know, are you going to become a ghost? Are you going to go to the great beyond? Or are you going to go to heaven or are you going to go to hell? I mean, it's it's like truth is so, it's just oddly subjective. Because what's truth to one person is not truth to the other. Well, all right, Rick, with that being said, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about psychogenic paranormal phenomena. And I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So, I can't wait to hear about this. You guys stick around. Are you a fan of Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk? Leave the hosts a review and your thoughts on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Music, Ghana, Jayasab, or wherever you enjoy the show. Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk is now available on iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and many more. To contact the hosts, visit www.shadowinitiativetv.com or email them at shadowinitiativetv at gmail.com. That's shadowinitiativetv at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. You are listening to Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with authors and ghost hunters Stephen Lancaster and Rick Hale. She's alive. Psychogenic. All right. Okay. Which is an actual term, mind you. Oh, I know it is. I've heard of the term before. Welcome back, my friends, to the Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with Rick Hale and Stephen Lancaster. And today we've been all over the place. That's what this show does. We take you places that most paranormal shows do not. We make you think, guys. That's what we're trying to do here. Mm -hmm. But today, we're going to talk about psychogenic paranormal phenomena, um, or or you could even refer to it as sociogenic uh, paranormal phenomena. And this is literally something I have been studying, test after test, paper after paper, writing for the past 20 years because I plan on putting this out as a book someday. Okay. And this would be a first for me because most, well, all of my books just chronicle my cases. But this is just going to be a specific book about what this phenomena is. Okay. Now, Rick. Yes. Okay. Psychogenic paranormal phenomena. Which is new to me. is, Is essentially... Marked alteration or consciousness or loss of the usual sense of identity. Okay, now. Okay. Okay, before we go any further, I I was talking to Rick yesterday and I'm like, dude, what the fuck is going on in my my little town here? You know, our Mm -hmm. our town that doesn't even have a thousand people. Okay. In the past month, there have been all of these vehicles... Literally 
driving themselves into businesses. And okay. I sent Rick all of the pictures. We had a tractor and trailer go into Advanced Auto, and I even talked about that uh, three or four podcasts ago. Um, we, we've had one take out the drive through at Bojangles. We had one blow up at Bojangles. We, we just had one yesterday literally drive through the front of our local grocery store. Okay. So this started to get me to think about my studies with psychogenic paranormal phenomena. Okay, it makes you think, what causes unrelated people to all act the same within a small amount of time or or to all see the same thing unrelated Mm -hmm. to each other? But they all saw this or they all did this. And and wasn't there an episode of the X-Files that was about that? Probably. Yeah. Well, here's your greatest example. Okay. Witch trials. Mm. Okay, in other words, mass hysteria is a good example. Okay, right. you had mass hysteria going on, and all of these poor women were burned or drowned, you know. And it just it spread. It spread. You know, people started believing these women were witches. I mean, you know, that's a, a good example of not necessarily the psychogenic paranormal side of it, but how... Mm-hmm an idea can spread to panic. Now, the, well, they, go ahead. I, I, I was just going to say, you know, with, with, with the, uh, with the witch trials here in the United States in Salem, they now believe that that was caused by, uh, by mold uh, called ergot, which, and you that know, people were ingesting that and it was causing them to have hallucinations. That is something that is a dedicated chapter in what will be this book is there okay. are, you know, biological reasons this could happen you know things that chemicals that attack the nervous system and it happens mm-hmm. to the, a group of people or whatnot that that's definitely a a normal answer that's a normal thing but psychogenic paranormal phenomena is your you're completely lost of your own identity think about being possessed mm-hmm. okay so when you experience this phenomena, you aren't consciously aware of it. The witch trials, they were consciously aware of what they were doing. Right. Okay, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. Okay, so this, and I'm going to bring up a case that fascinates me, and I'm writing about it in the book. Um, this, this, this took place in Nepal, and there, and there are hundreds and hundreds of cases like this scattered throughout the world. Okay, but in okay. the in Nepal alone, there are documented 194 cases of this phenomena. Okay, it's just they're not labeling it what I'm labeling it. I'm putting a paranormal label on it. Okay. Okay. Their their tests and their observations and their controlled experiments are attempting to put a scientific reason for this stuff happening. Okay. I'm going to the other end of the spectrum, and I'm trying to put a paranormal reason as to why this stuff is happening. But in Nepal, okay, over the past decade, 130 schools have suffered from or witnessed what I refer to as mass psychogenic paranormal phenomena. Yeah, you know what? I have heard about that. Like, they, they believe that they're being possessed by ghosts. That's part of it. Okay, but, yeah. like, for one uh, one example here. 
okay, multiple children, okay, we're talking hundreds, okay, when mm-hmm. I use the word multiple, we're talking hundreds, either in the classroom or on the schoolyard, all collapsed, you know, writhing around the ground, moaning, shouting, crying, suffering from seizures for periods that lasted minutes to hours. Mm-hmm. And it would be okay if you thought, okay, it was just that school. Maybe it was something in the air. Maybe it was some kind of chemical. But this was happening in other locations. Right. And when these kids came to, doctors couldn't find any biological reason, any kind of physical illness to to explain what happened. They all led... Toward, and some of it's just downright ridiculous. They all led towards um, the psychological side of it. Well, mm-hmm. 90% of the children that, that succumb to that uh, live in low housing. Okay. That was one of the excuses. They live in poverty. And, and distress and anxiety caused this to happen. But these kids had no recollection of what had happened. And they were all unrelated. Okay, they, these these people when this happens to a mass group, they're they're like they're they're in a trance. They're like in a possessed state. Okay, okay. so science is trying to explain it through the the psychological side, which even then psychology is just educated opinion for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, um, where I am kind of taking it, like I said, I'm calling it either sociogenic paranormal phenomena or psychogenic paranormal phenomena that explains it because it's not the power of persuasion okay? yeah it's not the power and, of and persuasion it, you know I, I could see if this was like being in one school where a couple of kids are like hey we're going to mess with our teachers and we're going to start acting like this no this is like covering an entire country well see the powers of persuasion i have done tests on that i've done it with investigators who wanted to join my team so I would, I would take them to a location, tell them the story behind it, tell them what we've experienced in it, okay, as far as a haunting, and then observe them from outside. I would run nothing but cameras inside and watch them investigate. And okay. this would determine whether they made my team or not. And they would come out and say, man, we got this EVP, man, I saw this, man, I was touched, all this. And then I would tell them, I made the entire thing up. This house isn't haunted. I wanted that one investigator to walk out of there and say, dude, I didn't find anything. That's who I was looking for. So that was influence. That's the power of belief, man. Yeah. I influenced them. And and they obviously weren't weren't cut out. Good people. They just weren't cut out for my team. But that's different than this. This is something paranormal controlling people. And these, these accidents that are happening here locally just made me think about that. You know, it made me mm-hmm. think, like, what if this psychogenic paranormal phenomena is like a contagion? You know, it's like a possession. It's like a virus that can spread from one to another. Because how do you explain mass groups of people unrelated to each other all doing the same thing at the same time? That's odd. You know, not some simple task, you know, but it's just out of the ordinary. Well, see, and now, and now that you say that, I, while, while, while you were talking a little while ago, I looked up St. Vitus Dance on my phone. 
And St. Vitus Dance is a sort of convulsion which attacks boys and girls from the 10th year till they, have, till they have done growing. At first, it shows itself by halting, or rather an unsteady movement of one of the legs, which the patient, patient drags. Then it is seen in the hand and at the same side. So they think that this was some kind of a, a neurological disorder that was affecting boys and girls hundreds of years ago. Correct. So it's kind of like what you're talking about with Tibet. Thousands of boys and girls at hundreds of schools um, suddenly acting this way. So maybe there is something neurological. There's something in the air, uh, something in the water, something that people are ingesting one way or the one way or another. It's actually causing these neurological problems. Well, that very well could be. But in many of these cases, Rick, like I said earlier, medical examinations found nothing biological or nothing that would explain an, a physical illness. Right. So that's why there, and this, this happens so often, it's being studied more on the psychological side because they think it's something in your head that makes this happen. I can get with that. I can get down with that. Yeah, you I know, understand I, that as well. But how does it happen to hundreds of unrelated people? doing the same thing at the same time. You know what? Maybe there is some truth to legends of cosmic tricksters and, you know, in, in, in folklore, you know, like in, like in a lot of native American folklore, you have the Raven or the right. crow. That is a cosmic trickster. Or you have Loki, of course, not Loki from, from right, the MCU, right, right. but Loki, the God of mischief, a, the God of mischief. Exactly. You know, maybe there is something to that. There is like a cosmic trickster that just all of a sudden was like, you know what? I'm going to F with a bunch of people at one time. It's it's hard to say, but I, I think that that is definitely a fascinating thing. I can't wait to read that book. And, and again, another point to you and another reason uh, we just you're just one of the most respected people I, I talk to is Thank you. you just said something else, you know. I, I'm leaning more towards a scientific way to explain it the same way I do the paranormal, and that is energy mm -hmm. and electricity and magnetism. Okay. okay. I, you've heard me talk to Helen Beck about magnetism and energy being the source of everything paranormal. Yeah, we you have to shut up about it. We have electricity in our bodies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Energy right. is infinite. That has been proven scientifically. So when we die, that electricity, that energy goes somewhere. Well, just like yeah. a magnet. One way the magnets will connect. Another way they won't. They resist each other. Okay? Mm -hmm. So what's to say that there isn't something spiritual, something paranormal that connects people that are genetically, bioelectrically the same. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like school shootings, for example. It's like you, you'll have, like a few years ago, it seemed like there was a school shooting every week where all of a sudden seemingly normal people mm -hmm. all of a sudden decided to just walk into a school or a grocery store and start shooting up a place. How does that happen? How does a, a normal guy like you or I grab a gun one day and just start yeah. mowing people down. That well, makes no sense to me. Well, that's like the, the Manchurian candidate, you know? But, right. But the difference is they're programmed. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they, they are tortured and programmed and, and brainwashed to do these things, similar to a cult. You know, sure. this isn't what's happening. And I, I mm-hmm. think it's a connection. You know, I've always explained deja vu, the source of deja vu, being electricity, energy. You know, did I just walk through somebody's energy that had been there before, that had felt this before? I, I get deja vu all the time, like all the time, um, a couple of times a week where I'm thinking like, yeah, I've had that happen before. I know that I have had that happen. You know, some people are like, oh, that's, you know, alternate universes or, you know, something that is, you know, uh, you know, a biochemical response in the brain. Nobody really knows for sure. Yeah, but I thought it's interesting, and like I said, 20 years of work on this book, I just, I really wanted to come across like an ap- an academic uh, piece of literature. You know what I'm saying? I, right. I, I, it's not a ghost story. You know, it, it, it is, but it isn't. You know, mm-hmm. it's just maybe creating awareness for a phenomenon we're all witnessing, but nobody's really, you know, putting any actual thought into it. Right. Anyways, with that being said, let's take a quick break, Rick, and then we'll come back and close this show out. So, All right, sounds good. You guys, stick around. Are you a fan of Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk? Leave the hosts a review and your thoughts on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Music, Ghana, GeoSavan, or wherever you enjoy the show. Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk is now available on iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and many more. To contact the hosts, visit www.shadowinitiativetv.com or email them at shadowinitiativetv at gmail.com. That's shadowinitiativetv at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We now return to Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with your hosts, Rick Hale and Stephen Lancaster. And welcome back to episode 24 of the Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk. We are your hosts, Stephen and Rick. You know, Stephen, we had a really great show today. We talked a lot, a lot of different, very thought-provoking things. You know, truth, psychogenic phenomena, do 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 um, you know, I, I'm sorry, that's like the, uh, that's the very immature, I know. But we've had some very thought-provoking conversation today. And, um, but coming up on Wednesday, we're going to be talking about some OG monsters, my man. We're going to be yes. talking about vampires, werewolves, the mummy. Um, hey, don't be bringing my mom into this. <laughs> no, but we're, we're going to be talking about these, you know, monsters and of cinema and where it is that they came from the because origins the origin stories of these monsters because the mummy's curse has it right here in chicago we the, the where, where they get the mummy's curse from we're going to talk about vampires we're going to talk about werewolves we're going to be talking about real monsters that make that have made halloween great for over a century now so there's not going to be any zombies. There's not going to be any killer clowns. There's not going to be any post-apocalyptic mutants. We're talking monsters. Yes, you know it's Halloween month, man. So we uh, we've yes. got to embrace that. And, and you know, 
you, you guys have heard this before. You know, every myth, every legend, you know, every yeah. monster, every ghost story, you know, whether real or not, has some inkling of truth to it. You know, where yeah. did this story, you know, the, the shapeshifter, the werewolf, every culture's got one. You know, culture's got vampires too. Exactly. So we're going to be talking about that this week on our second episode of the week. Yeah. See, that's right, guys. We're we're doing more episodes a week now to keep you guys interested because you asked for it. Yep. So and that's and that's and that's the beauty of podcasting. We could do as many episodes during the week as we want. And then put it out there for you to enjoy and your consumption. Yes. And what else we got going on this month, uh, Rick? We've got got some guests coming on too, don't we? Yeah, we do. Um, we are going to be talk. One, one of the people we're going to be talking to is Todd Hendricks. Now, Todd, I, I, I called him Thomas Covenant on last week's show. Um, that's a name that he uses in social media. But Todd is an expert on the occult. So he's written, he hasn't written any books, hasn't done any television shows, hasn't done anything like that. You've never heard of him before, but when you listen to him at the end of the month, he is going to just wow you. And we're going to be talking about things like uh, witchcraft and Satanism and the, you know, and other occult related things, magic, Aleister Crowley. And you don't hear this on other podcasts because other podcasts are afraid that, well, this is going to be this is going to come off as sounding satanic or demonic. Not here at the Shadow Initiative, my friends. I tell you, you're absolutely right, Rick. There is a stigma attached to that word, you know. Uh, and I, man, you know, that's part of the reason I'm leaving my publisher is because they 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 receive my manuscripts and then I'll, I'll receive these vision notes back, and they're like, look, you know, because in the, in the the uh, second Norman book. I dedicate a lot of time to the pentagram, the actual truth behind the pentagram. Okay. Right. And they lost their shit. They're like, no, no, no. This all has to come out. You know, we have pagan authors. We have witches. You know, we, you can't be doing that. Yeah. So, I, you know, I had to water it down. It, it, it's basically a political correctness for the paranormal. Mm-hmm. People just, there's a stigma. They don't want to talk about it. It's it's ridiculous, but we're going to talk about it. We are going to talk about it. And we're, and we're also going to, with when we talk to Todd, we're also going to be talking about this is, this is not necessarily something that is dark and yeah. evil. There is a lot of philosophical truth in the occult. And there's nothing satanic about it. But, um, you know, so we have Todd coming up at the end of the month. It's going to be a great show. Now, isn't there? There's, there's uh, one of our average Joes you're talking to as well, right? Uh, like uh, the name escapes me. Yeah, there was a, a woman that's going to be coming on the show. Uh, I don't remember that, <laughs> Stephen. I'm Did sorry. I fucking dream this. You must have because it's like I don't. I you, you, it, this is like the second time that you brought this up, and it's like. Not that I know of. Dude, you hold on. You hold on right there. I'm going back through messages. Okay. Because I, All right. I, you know what? This could be psychogenic paranormal phenomena. We could be witnessing it right now. Or I'm losing my mind and I don't remember I'm what the hell I'm that talking one. about. I'm leaning towards that one. Hold on. I'm going back right. through our messages. 
Okay. All right, there's you talking about how sexy I am. All right, pass that. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, there's how great I am. All right, yeah, let's get past that. There's you talking about your Lord Crew Arms Hotel, which we did today. Well, you did today. There's all the pictures of the accidents I sent you from Bojangles. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm convinced God hates Bojangles. I know it. I, and, you know, I, I swear Bojangles is not a sponsor. Okay. Victoria. Oh, Victoria Monday. Welcome yes. back oh to my. the show, Rick. I am. I, I do apologize for that. Yes, we're going to be talking to Victoria Monday. Victoria Monday is the uh, co-host of through the rabbit hole with Mike Ricksecker. You may be, you may uh, be familiar with Mike. He does, uh, I think he's done a couple episodes of the Alaska Triangle, which I'm actually trying to get to it right now on Discovery Plus. But yeah, we're going to be talking to her about um, being an intuitive and, you know, and I really want to talk about um, women in the paranormal in general, because a lot of times on the television shows, you see like women sort of take like a secondary kind of role in it um, rather than being out there in front. And I got to tell you something, Stephen, some of the best investigators and psychics that I've ever worked with in my 30 years of investigating ghosts and hauntings have been women. That's fantastic. And you know, you may not know this, Rick, but you you know when when I investigated a place, I am Mm -hmm. thorough. And, right. and, and I find I, I, I do experiments. And, and one of the things that I often do, because, you know, my team's comprised of men and women. Yes. Uh, is, you know, we'll, we'll do our, especially if this is a location that we're spending weeks at. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of experimenting goes on. And uh, when we did a case for the mayor up in Scotland Neck, uh, it was basically the house no marriage would ever last in this house. The The woman would always go crazy. There were six suicides in this house. Um, out, everybody turned into alcoholics in this house. It was just some bad shit, man, okay? That's some serious negative energy going oh, on. Oh, yeah. So this is just one example, but we would all investigate, but then I would pull all of the men out, mm-hmm. and the women would get a night dedicated in there to see what they would get. Then the gentleman would get a night in there to see what we would get because sometimes that makes a difference. Yeah. You know, sometimes that makes a difference. Like we were talking about earlier with the disability stuff, you know, you, you, you may be talking to a ghost that was disabled or is disabled, however you Mm -hmm. want to say it. And you coming in there, they may relate to you more than anybody else. So get the rest of us out of there. Yeah. You know, so they may relate to a woman better. You know, or or if it's something sinister, because in that particular house, it targeted women. So guess what, ladies? You're all going in, you know? (laughs) I've actually done that before. Yeah. I have done that. Yeah. Yeah. Again, another another thing that just seems it shouldn't even be a thing. It just shouldn't even be a thing. Yep. But it is. And that's why we want, you know, we want to discuss it with uh, with female guests. So I do apologize for the massive brain fart that I had. Uh, sometimes those things happen, especially when you're a person like myself. 
I got a lot going on. <laughs> so See, I apologize. Now this is the part where I do miss having a video version of the show. You know, where everybody yeah. can see me grinning ear to ear and completely gloating that I was right and Rick was wrong. I, I just Yes, you're I, right. I just made my day. <laughs> now he's flicking me off. Real mature, Rick. Real mature. Oh, God. It's just getting worse. All right, guys. <laughs> With that being said, please leave us a review wherever you are listening to Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk. Please join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash welcome to the initiative. We swear we're not a cult that's going to make you like drink any kind of Kool-Aid. We promise. We promise. But it is an initiative, and if you guys want to be a part of the army we are trying to build to bring the paranormal back to where it needs to be. Um, now you are making it sound like a cult. Please, please join us. <laughs> welcome to you will, the initiative. You will receive your literature in the mail. <laughs> and a knock at your door three days later <laughs> so with that being said guys we are out of here we'll see you again on uh wednesday or thursday this week middle of the week we'll we'll drop a show yep that's what we're doing now until Two then week. rick's gonna give you a snazzy catchphrase and we're out of here uh stay cool ghosts and ghouls oh my Boom! god jesus we'll see you guys next time <laughs> See you next see you Wednesday.